Princess Leia. We decided to step away from the Young Jedi Knights yeah. for a little while. Yeah, two weeks. Take a little yeah, break. take a little breather and see sort of their where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a more of an origin story for that than I initially remember. Yeah, so it's very well. In any case, it's it's a big departure for us. We're excited. Yes. There's a lot going on. Yeah, uh, a lot of emotions. <laughs> So, uh, I guess we'll start, I mean, we, <laughs> where? <laughs> it's really hard to start. This book is uh, somewhat notorious, yes, I would say. I think, yeah, infamous. Yeah, out of, the, uh, out of the Expanded Universe books. So, if you're at all familiar with the Star Wars Expanded Universe, like, you probably did either read right. or hear or about this book. Yeah. Um, I know there's an article, like an opinion piece or two about it that I can find and put in the, uh, yeah. the show notes. So um, it's somewhat notorious. Um, it's aimed at, I don't even want to be confident about that. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good place to, to start, start. Okay. To talk about, first of all, the title. Yeah. Because I, I don't remember being as maddened by the content of this as a kid, but I do remember thinking the title was weird. Was weird. So maybe like talk about the title and then we, we started to mention the sort of like two different covers of this book last episode. So maybe like break that down. Yeah. So and I think that will lead us into like maybe what the genre of this is and like who it was aimed. Yeah. So okay. should we start with just what you see when you pick up the book? Like not even get into the plot or sure. anything. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with the title. <laughs> so Courtship is such an old-fashioned term. It absolutely is. And there, this sort of comes around to an emerging, like, repeated theme that is really surprising me, which is the extreme old-fashionedness yes. of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and even I think, and I think we did mention this last week, too, that, like, Star Wars is often, like, you know, we think of it as sci-fi because it looks like sci-fi, but when you sort of break it down, it's a much more, like, fantasy-based genre. And so courtship in, like, a medieval sort of, like, set fantasy world makes a lot more sense. Oh, yeah. Can you... Yeah, it doesn't... It's not very sci-fi, but nothing in this book, other than the fact that they sometimes fly on spaceships, is very... Yeah, is very sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's perhaps the least technological... I mean, but there's stuff there, but it, it, the, there's a lot of, it's hard to say. Everything, I feel like the, I feel like that's our, like, our, our tagline for today, the portrait of Princess Leia, it's hard to say. (laughs) So, but but right away, the, you're right away hit with this idea of, like, courtship of a princess. Yes, it's, that's fantasy to me, that is, like. like, pure, pure fantasy, and it just, it takes out most of the elements of Star Wars. Yes. The stars and the wars, right? right like, there's right, no. Right. If Leia wasn't there, that name. Right. So there's no, because even if you think of what else have we right, we've been heirs of the force. We got right. the force right there. Shadows. Shadows. Lots of shadows. Right. Um, what was the other one? Lost one. <laughs> the lost one. That's generic. A little, a little generic. But 
there's more, it's more, it's been more sci-fi. Yes. There's been more familiar trappings yeah. of Star Wars. And, right. And so I think the title really... It's very much like, and now for something completely different. Yes. And I think, you know, trying to remember how, this is definitely, as I think I mentioned a few times, this is definitely one of the first ones that I read. And I think part of it was because of that title. Right. Like, this is about Leia. This is about how her and Han get together finally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which we'll get into. Like, there was something very compelling right. when I was, like, 11 or 12 looking at Yeah, that books. really brings us to this question of, like, who is this book for? Yeah, and I think the cover is maybe the best place to, to start to parse that I think bit. absolutely, because I think that it seems like the publishers also <laughs> experienced some confusion about who this book yeah. was so for. So we, we pulled up, and we'll post pictures of this yeah. on our, our webpage so you can look at them yourselves, but... When I, so I did a very brief <laughs> research on this, and I just Googled Court of Princess Leia first edition, and the first edition is apparently the one, so this cover um, is much more fantastical than uh, the cover I had, but it's Leia in like some sort of promish wedding dress. It looks to me like... It's like a Princess Di kind of wedding it's dress. A Princess Di kind of, it looks almost exactly like... Sarah's masked ball dress from Labyrinth, if you're familiar. <gasps> it is the exact one. It has, like, a headpiece, very yeah. similar, and those, like, poofy 80s sleeves. Right. That's what it looks like. It's got, like, the poofy, it's kind of, like, low cut in the front, but it's got the big poofy sleeves on the side, and she's wearing, like, an intricate headband. Yeah, like a floral headband. And the soldier, who we will get into, is on the cover, hands on his hips, in a sort of Robin Hood. Right, looking towards the horizon. Yeah, sort of heroic... Han is on there looking very worried, <laughs> as he should be. Yeah. Because he makes a poor choice. <laughs> right, so Han is there also looking worried. Everyone, no one looks happy about this cover except his older, who's like, hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah, and R2's there. Which, and R2-D2 is there, presumably just because they finished designing it. We're like, we need something Star Wars-y. Yeah, and a few, like, Stormtroopers, but they're very fuzzy very in so, the background. And, I mean, and Leia takes up almost all of the space yeah. on the cover. So I mean, it looks... It looks like a romance it novel does. cover. That's it's, what it looks it like. It looks like a romance novel cover, and it except, has a romance novel title. Yeah, except the men aren't quite as prominent as, I think, in most romance no. novels. No. But, like, it has this sort of, like, gorgeous gown, hair up, yeah, handsome and, men. And, like, a there's sort of, like, a, a sunset in the yeah, background. Yeah, like, very so even this, like, outdoors, nature kind of yeah. space. So this apparently was the cover... When it was first released in 1990. This book comes out in 1994, which is a year before the first three Young Jedi Jedi. Knights, which we just read. Right. And I think it's the same year as the Jedi Academy trilogy. Oh, wow. But this... That sort of makes sense. Yeah, but this has to have come first. And this makes me further curious, like, were these authors in conversation with each other? It had to be. Like, who was... I really want to know more about, like, the Matrix that was facilitating these kind of connections. So the second cover, which I'm assuming is the... Is like a paperback. Yeah, and it yeah. So this cover has like New York Times bestseller a little yeah. tag on uh, the top of the it. Cover so it has I to be had. like a like a further printing. Yeah, either. it has. So Leia's also the most prominent character on the cover, aside from the Rancor. Right. <laughs> she's in the same outfit she's on in Endor, in like her speeder bike outfit. Luke and Han are there in their Endor, like, camouflage. Right. Everyone's wearing, like, camo ponchos. Yes. Leia has on a helmet, and there's a giant rancor behind her. Yes. 
And you can see the ATAT walkers. Yeah, I will Atta. die on that hill. Yeah. ATAT <laughs> versus at 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 sounds dumb. The Empire has way better branding. Yeah. <laughs> we draw this. I've never called them that. This is an ATAT podcast. ATAT walker. Um, make a stand there. Um, and so this looks like a much more action. Right. Like clearly, Leia is the main focus of this book, but it is. It does not look like. A romance novel. It, it is. Is Zolder's not even there anymore? No. Yeah. We like, we have all three of our main characters, um, and it is. It looks like the cover of any other Star Wars book. You Absolutely. Would pick up. And I mean, it also looks like um, there's a clear external threat. Yes. In this book. Right. Whereas in the original cover, and it is the Rancor, which is not not the case. not the case at all. <laughs> and whereas in the original cover, it seems to be much more like yeah, like a, a romance, right? Feelings, yeah. kind of yeah. Um, relationship-based. So I think that those two covers really create a sort of dichotomy of, like, who this book could have been for, who they thought this book was for. Was this book sort of, you know, publicized as a sort of, like, Star Wars book for the female? Right, was this supposed to fan? bring women in, women readers in, or...? I mean, that, that's what I would say... My, I mean, just, and this is all just theorizing. Right, we have no back. Yeah. We didn't <laughs> we did not call up the publisher. <laughs> but, like, if this, the cover, the wedding dress, I'm going to call it the wedding dress cover. If the wedding yeah. dress cover was the first edition, you know, and, and so I also did a little bit of research on, like, the order in which these books come out. The Thrawn trilogy comes out in 91, which is the first, like, big bestseller of, and sort of kicks off the series of books that come out in the 90s. Um, if they're trying... Like, with this cover, to me, it seems like they're trying to reach a different Right. I than... definitely read Courtship of Princess Leia more than once yes. as a kid. And I did not get through the Thrawn trilogy no. as a kid. The Thrawn trilogy, and we'll definitely read it because it's yeah, it seems very like... important. But it's also very, like, dense, yes. very sci-fi, very, like, space battles and strategy. It's about military engagements. Yeah. Um, whereas this is not, not any of those things. <laughs> It mentions them. <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay, let's do a really broad run-through of the plot, and then we'll, like, talk a little bit more about genre. Because okay. I have some, I have yes. thoughts about the genre, but yeah. I think it only can work yeah, in conversation. Okay. Okay, so this is, we're five years after the fall of the Empire, yes? Fall is a big term. <laughs> it seems like the Empire has We're five years fall. after Darth Vader <laughs> throwing the Emperor right. down the right, sewing right, hole. Right, right, right. <laughs> better. We're five years after the explosion of the second Death yeah, Star. Yeah. Five years after Jedi. Five years after Jedi. And so there are these now sort of warlord remnants of the Empire yeah. claiming different territories. Han is still in service as like a military general. Yes. And Leia is working as a diplomat right. like in the New Republic on based on Coruscant. So yeah. Han has been gone for the last five, five months. months. In conflict with General Zinge? 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 Zinge is good. Okay, Zinge that's how I was saying in my head. <laughs> General Zinge, who's like this like warlord, very notorious pirate. imperial figure. Yes, um, who's claimed a good bit of territory yeah. in space. Um, so Han comes home, yeah. and he's real excited to see Leia. So, and. We're, I can't. We can't allow ourselves to get sidetracked. No, we can't. We have to just pop up. No questions. Just so, go. so he comes home. Leia is also returning from Hapes. Hapes, right? A diplomatic mission to Hapes. 
um, which we've mentioned before, Young Jedi Knights, Hapes has come up. Um, she comes back, and the Hapes people have joined her. Okay, I think she went to Hapes while he was gone. Yes. And she's been back for a while. Oh, she's been back. And now Hapes is sending, like, a delegation okay. to her. So, like, she went to Hapes. <laughs> right, so confused. She went to Hapes and made an offer. Right. And Hapes was like, well, think about it. And now okay. Hapes and is sending a delegation. Back. So they send a delegation, her. including the Queen Mother, the Ta'achum, her son, every, like, the entire... Everybody's going. They present her with 63 gifts, which represent the 63 stars right. in their system. Every world of hate sends, like, their most valued treasure. Yeah, so, like, very, very rich stuff. One of the things that they offer her, the last thing, which is, like, a surprise, <laughs> is a soldier, the Tajam, who's the Queen Mother's son, hand in marriage. Right, so Mary is older, and come be the queen right. of hate. Yeah. And... Han is just like horrified. I mean, yeah. he and Leia, they're, no question. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and he's really jealous. Uh, Leia is feels like she's obligated to at least consider it because there are these like displaced refugees from right. Alderaan who are off planet when it exploded, and she's trying to find a home for them. And Hapes would be like a really good place to resettle these. Yeah, and also like, would be a good get for the New Republic. Right, would be a really powerful. big deal. You'd be able to like wipe out the Empire in no time. Yeah. And Isolder is just, like, very charming. Yeah, gorgeous. Incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. So, you know, saying all the right stuff, really sweeping her off her feet. Han's being kind of a pain in the ass to get along yeah. with. So she said she'll think about it. She'll basically. think about it. And Han is trying to find a way to win her back. Yeah. And he wins a planet in a card game. Yeah. As yeah, we have fly by, we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes into the depths of Coruscant. He wins this planet called Dathomir. In a card game, and he's like, I will give this to Leia, and she can resettle her. And she will love me because I'm giving her Dathomir. Right. It doesn't go exactly how he hoped. Dathomir yeah. is um, in general Zinj's territory, territory yeah. so it's, like, inaccessible. And in sort of a fit of peak, frustration, whatever it is, <laughs> Han uses a mind control gun on Leia yeah. to kidnap her and force her to go with him to Dathomir. Right. And once they're sort of in space and the mind control is worn off, he gets her He gets her on board with the plan. He says, you know, just give me a week. Yeah, seven days. Seven days. If you're not in love with me at the end of seven days, I'll take you back and I'll turn myself in and I'll go to prison. Right. But just give me these seven days. Right. Meanwhile, Luke, <laughs> I totally forgot that Luke was right. story. Luke is like off on other worlds, sort of trying to find, as he seems to do in any iteration of Star Wars, trying to find old documents from like the <laughs> Jedi temples of old and like to learn about how the Jedi trained. He just the like secret to, text. He's the secret text. He's always looking for sacred text. That is the one constant. <laughs> Everyone so knows. He's on some like planet, distant planet, looking for these texts, he finds this hollow um, of a bunch of different old Jedi Masters, including Yoda, right. who mentions this planet Dathomir and the witches there and how they um, were sort of repulsed. Right, we, we were planet. trying to get to whatever it was, but yeah. we were repelled by the witches of right, Dathomir. Dathomir. And, and like, like Luke takes us in and just like... It hits them hard. <laughs> right. So, can't talk about it. So he gets back to Coruscant. Han and Leia are gone. Luke yeah. teams up with Isolder to go yeah. after them. The whole, everybody's after them. Luke and Isolder take a shortcut right. to get there first. Right. So 
Han and Leia get to Dathomir. They have a sort of skirmish with the Imperials. They crash, so they're stranded on Dathomir. They ultimately meet up with some of the witches who are essentially like these Amazon force users. They're like a matriarchal, rugged, sort of outdoorsy society ruled by women where men are enslaved. And so they take Leia and... Han and Chewie and 3PO, who they took, we'll get back to yeah. and, and Yeah, so they hook up with the Singing Mountain, Mountain Clan, clan. Men, who are, like, good, basically good. Like, right, they yeah. they are peaceful. peaceful more peaceful than the other set of witches that are on this planet, which are the Night Sisters. The Night Sisters who have teamed up with the Imperials. Yeah. The Night Sisters are incredibly powerful dark force users, like... More powerful than the Emperor, they are like right, just throwing lightning. No, they are scary, they're so scary, scary ladies. They look like horrible, like hags because yeah, using the dark vessels. side of the force yeah. is like it made their face explode a bunch of times. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what happens. Um, so yeah, so they're um, Leia basically like pleads for Han's life, she gets it, she gets it. They're sort of you know, trying to figure out a way to get off the planet. The Falcon has broken down. Oh, right, right. So that's what, that's, yeah. that's what it is, is that the everyone's trapped on the planet. Yes. The Emperor, because he feared the power of the, the witches so much, just, like, left. Put a no-go on the planet. Nobody yeah. comes on or off. And so the fact that there is, like, a spaceship which could be repaired on it right. is, like, it's really hot item. So they're trying to get the Falcon fixed and get gone before the Night Sisters right. get a hold of it. Meanwhile, <laughs> Luke and his holder separately crash yeah. on Dathomir and are sort of captured, sort of team up with uh, Tenniel Dejo, who is a member of the Singing Mountain Clan who's been off on her own. Yeah, she's been trying to find a husband, a mate. Right. She's been off waiting for someone to capture. Yeah. And they go, once she has them, they join back up with the rest of the Singing Mountain Clan Mm -hmm. to prepare for this, like, impending incursion with the Night Sisters. Yeah, and the Night Sisters are, are at the same time, sort of infiltrating Han's mind because they know that he is there. Is there and, and has this ship. Oh, and the, the general, oh, general Zinj, Zinj yeah. really wants to kill Han, so right. they're like, well, we have this we'll guy here, him. we'll trade yeah. we'll trade you Han That's for right. a ticket off the planet. Um, so, this is where I remember. <laughs> so they go... Of a book we read yesterday. Uh, yes, by the way. <laughs> um, they, there's like old witches, when we say witches, all of them are called witches. All so the women. The Night Sisters are the bad witches. And then just witches, which are just fine. So there's like this old Rel, Rel. Mother Rel, Mother Rel, Mother Rel, who lives in like a cave. I mean, it's basically an Obi Wan situation, and like um, has been sort of. She's very. She's like very old, three hundred years old. I was gonna say a thousand, three hundred. Um, she's three hundred years old, and she has memories of the Jedi coming to this planet, and they go to her and sort of say like. You know, she has a message for Luke. Right, but, like, she's not very lucid, but she says that Luke coming is, means the end, end of their, their world. world. The end of it, right. Um, and so, prison? What ha- They go to this... Okay. No, there's this Imperial prison on the planet that there the is. Emperor has, like, established. Right. Um, and it has spare ship parts. Yes. That's why they go there. And there's still prisoners there, and it's run by the Night Witches, but they're also, like, Imperial... Stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtroopers there. So they... Han, Leia, 
Isolder and Tenniel de Joe and Luke and Luke decide to go to this prison to get parts to fix the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. And they ride there on Rancors because that's how you go. Anywhere. That's how you get anywhere <laughs> on <laughs> Death of Mirror. The the witches only the good witches ride yeah. Rancors. The Rancors yeah. they have a very like don't truck with knights and stars. Sort of like dog human. Right, they're very close. So okay, they get. The parts. <laughs> they get the, but they have run-ins with the Night Sisters in this prison. Right. Um, they Gazerion. Gazerion yeah, <laughs> is the is bad, the head, the head, head bad, bad one. one. Um, they manage to get the parts. Um, they go back to the singing mountain, mountain clan, clan, and they know that the Night Sisters are like on the way. Yeah, they're like yeah, and there are them. way more Night Sisters than Singing Mountain Clan. There's like a and couple hundred Night yeah. Sisters and like twenty five Singing yeah. Mountain Clan. Um, and so at the same time, R2 is get like in is getting somehow getting access to like hollows between Gazerion and Zinge. Right, he's like hacking their radio frequency. Yeah, and Gazerion is telling Zinge that like she already has Han and she's gonna trade him. Trade him. Um and Zinge uh blacks out the planet. Yeah, so he puts some sort of like sunglasses. <laughs> that's, that's, like, mad. that's not what it is. He puts some sort of like chain of like satellites. Right. That and it completely blocks out the sun and is says, you know, you need to give me Han or Within, like a couple days. Or, or your planet's just gonna be destroyed. Right. You're just gonna freeze. Basically like a hundred below zero, you're gonna freeze. Right. Everything's gonna just die. gonna be destroyed. So so they have a they have a battle at the Seeing Mountain Clan. Yeah, mountains. Lost? <laughs> he gets like captured or he gets killed-ish. We could talk about yeah, he disappears for a while. So Luke's, Luke's out of commission for a while. Gazarian starts executing prisoners in and like like Voldemort in the last Harry Potter movie yeah. is like talking in his head yeah. and is like, you need to come turn yourself in, or I'm gonna just like murder people. And so he goes to turn himself in, and she's she kills uh not General Zinge, but whoever General Zinge sends yes, to pick up yeah. on. Because she's just like, you know, screw it. Like, right. let's just let's, let's just get fight. the right. hell out of here. Right. Um, and she's going to torture. She's torturing Han. But before that, oh, crap. <laughs> they get Luke back. Yeah, Luke, we'll talk Has about an intense it. religious experience of yeah, some kind. Like so then they all get on the Falcon, and Luke uses the Force to fly the Falcon yeah. Over to where they are. He takes out Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. They pick up Han. They, you know, then the Hapian battle dragons yes, show up. Ships. Yeah. And they take out General Zinge. And. <sighs> Tenennial de Joe decides. Oh, right. Because Tenennial de Joe wanted to marry Luke. Yes. But at the end, she decides she's in love with his older. We'll talk about that. <laughs> and so she and Isolder get together. Mm-hmm. Leia and Han get together. Right. And it ends with Leia and Han getting married. Yeah. And Isolder and Tenniel are engaged. The and yeah. they're at the wedding. And Isolder brought a plant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So I'm exhausted. <laughs> Let's take a nap. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start big. We're okay. going to zoom way out. Let's just. What? what question genre. one. What is this? <laughs> Question one. What? <laughs> um, it is. It's a, it's a romance novel. It's a hundred percent a romance novel without any sex. <laughs> no sex. So it's a very chaste romance. novel. It's a novel. very chaste romance novel. Um, set in the Star Wars 
universe. Yeah, using Star Wars names and big Star Wars ideas, but, like... It, but it, they do ultimately go to this, like, Dathomir primitive planet, which is a very, like, romance novel yes. setting. Yes. It's, like, the rugged terrain and the powerful women. Right, we're and, trapped. You can't right, get... There's danger. Yeah. So, I mean, it does ultimately get there. Yeah. So, there is... Now, gather around for a lesson, John. <laughs> thought we were nerds before. <laughs> so, in, uh, in 1984, this um, professor, theorist, English literature uh, named Janice Radway published a book called Reading the Romance about the experience of women reading popular romance novels. You're sort of like Harlequin bodice rippers. Yes. Um, so, prior to that, it had always been essentially dismissed as a genre. Like, these are stupid books that stupid people are reading. Right, they're, like, lowbrow. Kind of thing. Um, And as is often the case with your sort of, like, denigrated uh, and dismissed populations, when she looked more closely, she found that there was something a little more complicated going on. And she both analyzed the novels themselves. Right, the content. And the people who were reading. Yeah, and she focused, like, sort of a mini ethnography on, like, one... Particular right, Smithton. Yeah, town. and this town of women who loved reading right, romance these novels. romance novels. So, why I go to all of this is and that we both did. We, we both, both did. We both went straight yeah. to Janice Radway, <laughs> just like a uh, you know mosquito to water, yeah, whatever it is. Like we went we, straight yeah. to Janice Radway. First chapter, I was like, oh, we're gonna have to talk about Radway. So. <laughs> Janice Radway, and we'll t- I also want to talk about her discussion of, like, the people who are reading the novels, but right. first, so, she talks about what a romance novel that fans like does versus right. what a romance novel that fans don't like does. And I feel like this book draws on both. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, she says, she has all these, like, she breaks down what the plot of an ideal romance is, so she's... It's like a 13-step plan. Um, so the heroine's social identity is destroyed. The heroine reacts antagonistically to an aristocratic male. The aristocratic male responds ambiguously to the heroine. Right. The heroine interprets the hero's behavior. The blah, blah, blah. The hero, the hero retaliates by punishing. They're accept- so it goes on and on from there. But it raises the question for me. If this, this is a romance novel set in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. it's called The Courtship of Princess Leia, but is Han the heroine of this story? You're blowing <laughs> my mind. I feel like this is like following the structure of the romance novel, but that Han is occupying the position typically <sighs> occupied by the female lead I of think a romance novel. He is 100% at the beginning yeah. of the book. I think he starts to switch between the role of the sort of like. The hero and the heroine. Hero and the heroine. As soon as he kidnaps Leia. Leia because that... Like, that is a romance novel hero. Right. To kidnap is to love. Right. That's <laughs> what I've learned from this book and other romance. That, like, the best way to show how much you care about someone is to... To kidnap. kidnap. And it's very... It's certainly... I think it's in some ways a toned down one because if you read Radway, you know that... Right, it would be... It would typically be, like, a rape. Yeah. It would be something it would be, like that yeah. as opposed to a kidnapping. Right. Which is much more, like... Right. Tamed in. Right. But, yeah, she also at one point says that a, a Roman... Yeah, that's 
the other reason I went to Han is that romance pits the female values of like love and interpersonal relationships against the male values of like competition and personal success. And right. in a good romance, the female values win. And it seems like Han is very much about the the romance and their interpersonal relationship, and Leia is much more about like status and achievement. Right. So. <laughs> So in that way, I'd say it like follows a lot of the structures of the ideal romance, especially early on, yes. but that Han is in the female uh-huh. role. And then it also has characteristics of the what Radway calls the failed romance, which is mostly like structural, complica- uh, structural complications that make it difficult to identify exactly who the hero and the heroine are. Right. That there's like a lot of characters and a right. lot of plot lines and, and a that lot. That's very true. <laughs> but then, you know, I think the failed romance novel is a Star Wars novel. Ooh. Is a good Star Wars novel. Because, like, Star Wars, you gotta have a lot of characters. There are complications. Like, there's a lot of plot, right? Right. That, like, like, when you marry those two together, like, Courtship of Princess Leia um, does, that, like, it's both a romance novel, like, the sort of successful romance novel and a failed romance novel because, like, to be a Star Wars novel... You cannot be as successful. Right. So, like, what is succeeding and what is failing here? Like, is it a successful romance novel and a failed Star Wars novel? And is it a successful no- Star Wars novel and a failed romance novel? I think Do they both work or all both of those fail? Things like, at once because I think it's all like it's both a successful and failed romance novel. It's both a successful and failed Star Wars novel, and like they are all from chapter to chapter. Yeah, <laughs> so, like it's, it's just, just constantly like, in motion, switching back and forth. And not even just chapter to chapter, like, paragraph to paragraph, there were points where I was like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Like, Yeah, I mean, and I think that in some ways also contributes to it being a somewhat failed romance novel is that it's difficult to see where it's going. It's difficult to see where it's going, and it's difficult to see where it came from. Like, <laughs> that's what I will say about that. That, like, and of course, we'll, we're going to get into sort of plot detail, but, like, the... The, because it is a Star Wars novel, there's so much background and detail and building on things that we already know about these characters and, and sort of, you know, fleshing out these worlds that we've come to, like, somewhat know about in these characters. And when you're doing that, at the same time that you're trying to build, like, you know, I don't want to say realistic, but, like, a compelling better romance, <laughs> romance like, it, it does not succeed at like it doesn't succeed I think at drive at like a reasonable drive for all like all the romance in this in this not just Han and Leia's relationship but like every sort of iteration of like close relationships uh in in this novel I think seem to come out of nowhere yeah so yeah I feel like it is at, there are points at which it is a functional romance yes. novel and yes. points at which it is a functional Star Wars, Wars novel, but it cannot be both. both. Yes, it cannot exist. Like, any time it is doing romance well, it is not, not doing, doing Star Wars, Wars well. And vice versa. Right. right. So that right. So raises... It's and, like, I think that's why sort of starting with the covers is so important. I think those covers do just symbolize... This is two different books. Right. Smoosh together. <laughs> and they, <laughs> And it, yeah, and they can't. You, at the one hand, you can't take them apart, but they cannot exist right. simultaneously. simultaneously. Yeah. There's a very sort of like, you know, I don't, 
I can't think of a better phrasing, so I'll say Jekyll and Hyde, but Jekyll and Hyde isn't quite right because it implies that, like, one's good and one's evil. evil and yeah. here, it's more like, it's like Jekyll and Smith. Right. Like, <laughs> they're just, like, they're both doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. They just can't do it together. No. <laughs> it's just that. Which, I guess, raises my follow-up, my second big question. Is this book good? That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I... I genuinely do not know. I don't know. Is it, but the good, I think we need to break that down, because, like, is it a good Star Wars novel? I feel, oh. Is it a good, I, I don't think it's a good romance I agree with novel. that. I'm going to say it's not a good romance <laughs> novel. If you're um, looking for a romance novel, there's too much. I would say that it is ultimately would fall into what Radway characterizes as a failed romance novel, that it has elements of the ideal romance, yeah. but they get a little, it gets dropped. It's almost two novels. I feel like it sort of splits when you get to Dathomir. Yes. And, and I feel like the first, the, the section that's set on Coruscant is like successful romance. Yes. But after that, it really goes to pieces yeah, on the romance novel aspect. Romance. Um, but I don't, I genuinely don't know if it succeeds as a Star Wars novel. And I think that might be, this might be the place to talk about like, and this is all guessing right like who this book is for and who reads this book and why because for me like I know when I read this book when I was younger it was like I want to find out what happens to Han and Leia I want to find out right I want to I want to see them get married I want right I satisfaction and like that relationship does end up with them Right, and like Han and Leia were my favorites, and so this is a book that has Leia on the cover, and it also is a book that in some ways promises to avoid the parts of the Star Wars novels that I found the least interesting, right? right? We're not going to have to like talk in great detail about star base locations or like this and that. It's not, you know, a war novel. Right, right. It's a... Romance. It's a failed romance. It's a failed romance novel. Yeah. Yeah. So I know why I was drawn to this book. But I don't feel like this book was marketed to us. No. I I mean because we were also like children. Right. And this it doesn't read like an adult novel. In part. It just doesn't like like, you think about the Thrawn, and again, we will eventually get to this, the Thrawn trilogy, and I think even the Jedi Academy books, like, those seemed, and I maybe haven't read them in a very long time, so maybe remember this differently, but, like, it does seem like they were sort of geared towards a more, like, a star, adult Star Wars fans than... And even though, like, I think this was probably marketed that way. Right. Like, I read this at 11 and or 12 and, like, was fine. Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, but I also, I feel like this is, I feel like this is, like, for adults, but maybe, like, more of a beach read than, yes, right. than like, the Thrawn books. But I feel like it's about on the same level as, as, Jedi, Academy. as Jedi Academy. And now, not on the same level... Ideas wise, Jedi Academy is a lot right. more. Yeah, I guess grounded. Maybe that's this is just very fantastical. Yes, and I think the sort of themes and ideas that come out of this, you know, as as you know, young as I like, I I understood this book. I think in right. a way that I didn't understand Thrawn trilogy as right, as and well. it is. I think a very 
like child friendly romance novel right. because it is such a chaste right. romance tame. novel. There's a lot of fierce kissing. A lot of kissing is real intense. Yeah, and that's about as far as you know. And it like <laughs> you get at one point Han like says that he and Leia are lovers. Yeah. Right. He's like, you know, oh you're friends. He's like, we're lovers. And that's like some people are scandalized if he right, said right, that right, out right. loud. But that's as close as you get to people being like, yeah, we've had sex. Right. We are two adults <laughs> who have known each other for close to 10 years. Yeah. We've been in a long-term committed relationship. Like, we have had right. sex. And that's really as close as sex comes to, like, coming right. up. Right, Yeah. Outside of the fact that um, the uh, the Dathomir witches will, like, capture husbands. But even there, right, it's, like, right. husbands. Right, like, we're not It's right. about, you know, everything right. is, like, within... The idea of, like, sex outside of marriage yeah. existing as an option is only, right. like, vaguely alluded to and quickly moved right. away from. Right. Which, <laughs> I'm going to throw down now. Okay. You <laughs> found out some interesting information. You're going to blow your damn mind. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So, the author of this book, Dave Wolverton, yeah. is a pen name for... David Farland, uh-huh. who writes tons of books. He's written a lot. It seems like he writes a lot of genres. He does a lot of, like, fantasy. He's done lots of series. He's done, like, stuff for kids, stuff for young adults, okay. stuff for adults. He's written all kinds of genres. And he also seems to have, he seems like a very sweet man, looking yeah. at his website, a major, like, altruistic impulse when it comes to other uh-huh. young writers that he publishes, like, a regular newsletter for free with, like, writing tips (laughs) about, like, how to get published. Uh He has all these, like, in-depth sort of, like, classes he's put up online. And he also teaches uh, creative writing. He Uh teaches creative writing at, I think, Brigham Young University. He teaches creative writing in Utah. Uh And he's had multiple students go on to be New York Times best-selling authors, including Stephanie Meyer, author of The Twilight Saga. (laughs) <laughs> okay so like so much sad. <laughs> which I, cry. I was like I saw that yesterday and I died because I'd been saying that like we should go see the new Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey movie in preparation for watching right. for, for talking about this because that also is like a romance that is like strangely chased I mean not Fifty right. Shades of Grey but like the relationships seem to come out of nowhere. The right. connections don't always make a ton of sense. Like, structurally, there's a lot yeah. in common with the way relationships sort of come about. Fifty Shades of Grey was based on Twilight, Twilight. Right. which is a young adult romance series that is incredibly chaste, has a lot of powerful right. kissing, and that's right. about yeah. it. And she learned to do it from, from the <laughs> It all it comes back to here. A lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, here's my question, and this is something I sort of thought about before, but it makes more sense with the further information we have about Dave Wolverton. I think this was the only Star Wars novel that he wrote, if I'm not mistaken. I think that he's written other Star Wars content, but I don't think novels. I think he might have written for, like, video games or comic books or something like that. It seems, and, like, again, this is me guessing at how this system works, but hopefully we will one day find someone to think about this. That they probably had a set of authors, because, like, Kevin J. Anderson wrote Tons. multiple, I think Timothy Zahn wrote a bunch, a bunch of them, that, like, maybe they gave sort of, like, assignments of, like, okay, here is, like, the general idea of a Star Wars novel or Star Wars series, like, take take it and run. Right. 
That would all that would like for the purpose of organization make more sense than like them accepting proposals. Right. And so maybe they had like Dave Orton signed up to do one and they're like, okay, you write the story of how Han and Leia got together. Like I cannot imagine like he came to them and was like, guess what? <laughs> I have an idea. Like I'm sh- like Right. I'm sort of like sixty percent sure that it must have been that like they had him signed on contract to write a novel and they said you are the you know right and at this you point write how they get together the Thrawn trilogy had come out and in the Thrawn trilogy they are already married, married. and right. Leia is I think expecting yes I think that's the in like the third it, Thrawn trilogy she gets she, she has birth she gives birth so yeah. she's already like pregnant with their twin children in 1991's wow. publication yeah. so like we know where this book is going right for sure so we're like you need to write a novel that ends with Han and Leia Married. Married. And maybe they asked him to introduce this other stuff. Maybe they didn't. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't know know about that. Yeah, about, like, the the Dathomir apes of it all. Right. But it's just, like... But, like, to me, what's... This is all shocking. But, like, (laughs) what's really impressive, I think, about this book is, like, whether or not they asked him to introduce this or or not. Like, this book, it's a one-off. It's bananas. It's, like, so different than any of the other Star Wars novels. And yet, it introduces so many characters, planets, ideas that until the end of this expanded universe with Force Awakens are insanely important. Right. Like, on the one hand, this is an easy book to laugh about, and I have laughed and will laugh more. (laughs) But on the other hand, it really, maybe more than any other single text, like, set the course. Right. For where the expanded universe right. would and, go, and the expanded universe took from this book and just so like much. built like so Dathomir and Hapes are both huge. Yeah, uh, Ka, who Luke prophesies the birth yeah. of at the end of the book, which makes me think that they must have known where this was going, or maybe it. not. Maybe, maybe like Kevin J. Anderson saw that and was like, "Oh, that's a great yeah, idea. Let's like, yeah. let's go from there." Like, I don't chicken and egg kind yeah, of situation. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's like all sort of, like the direction of what happens after this. Right, and it also, I feel like, sets a tone in other ways, like, of how this book is extremely creative in building new, like, cultures, building different societies, the ideas of, like, how, like, varied and different things could be within the Star Wars universe. Was also like you know, even like smaller details like the um, you know the creep the aliens that Han was gambling yeah, with yeah, yeah. and things like I that like that was yeah. really yeah it was detailed and 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 I think you know and maybe this is a tangent we don't want to go down yet but I I think more than and and it's probably because the Young Jedi Knight books are not focused on our three main characters right on characters who are new it's also written for a very different audience. I think like um, I found that as insane as some of the choices that these characters were making that when I was reading this book like oh that's definitely Han like this right. sounds like Han it sounds like Leia it sounds like Luke like like oh yeah he absolutely had the voices like it yeah. was easy for me to imagine yeah the actors right. like, delivering those lines in character yeah and and a difference maybe is that like it didn't have as a few moments, but it didn't have as much of that, like, winking to the films or, like, very loading 
the exact same thing that they no, said five almost, years ago. Almost none. And I mean, even those moments and the ones that did sort of come through would be things that felt like reasonably organic. Right. Like, like I have a bad feeling about this, which is said in everything. Right. Like all of that kind of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't like too heavy handed. The only one who I felt like was a little off kilter was 3PO. Yeah. 3PO didn't quite feel like We have to talk about 3PO, 3PO a lot. We yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe okay. Let's I, maybe talk about. Let's get in this character. Characters. Let's. I don't know what the best way <laughs> to cover this is. If we should like start start at the beginning and like go yeah and just like further into things. Well, okay. Well, let's start with Han and Leia's okay. relationship. That's a good place to start because so as we've said. He um, has been gone for five months. He's very, very excited. He's missed her a lot. He's like really wants to kiss her face. It's like this okay, I talk. About this kiss. is I, this is one of the quotes that I I went I got to, which mm-hmm. is because he's coming back on a calamarian ship. So yeah. Han longed to get off the human calamarian ship, longed even more for the taste of Leia's kisses, <laughs> the caress of her hand on his brow. He'd seen too much dark. He'd seen too much darkness lately. So, like right there, this is some very like strong romance novel yes, talk. Yeah, We've got kisses, brows. brows. Later Stroking. we get later we get breasts, but not yeah. in a sexual way, in a no. cuddly way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like head uh, yeah, head on breast, yeah. stroking brow. Yeah. So, like very yeah, like Hans are very tender. Yeah, very. Like, you would think their relationship is just all snuggling. Yeah, and, like, holding hands. <laughs> like, they're just, like, teenagers. Yeah, and I guess this this is not out of sync with the movies, but it is sort of, like, strange how, like, asexual. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, being in Han's mind, like, it just felt... I got used to it. <laughs> That's very early on in the book, but, like... It just felt, I think because, like, Star Wars is, like, a very asexual series, like, to hear Han talk about, like, Leia's kisses, it's like, yeah, ah, like, <laughs> and, like, you know, not to be, not to be juvenile about this, yeah. but, like, you are goddamn Han Solo. Right. It has been yeah. five months. Right. You are lo- not, you are not thinking about kisses. There are other things, <laughs> other options on the table that you are more excited about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seemed very like, what are what have they been doing? Right, it's just been five years. Since Jedi. Since Jedi. Like, and they were been... already together. Yeah. In Jedi. I, I continue to believe that the first time they hooked up was between New Hope and Empire. Yeah. And that's right. why and Han that's why was so, angry. like, uptight yeah. in Empire. Right. Be yeah. like, we slept together, and you acted like it didn't matter. And Leia's like, grow up. All we did was sleep together. Like, right. I'm not your girlfriend. Right, that, like, throughout the entire Star Wars, the first um, original trilogy, like, the impression that you're, I think you're supposed to have is that, like, even if they're in a fight or they're not on right now, they've been on and off right. since New Hope. Right, like, after, sometime after New Hope, they got on and off. And, like... Yeah, that's why Empire Han is so upset that Leia, right. like, doesn't want to say goodbye the way he wants her to say goodbye, and she's upset that he's leaving. Right, and, and it's been, I think, between A New Hope and Empire, it's been years. Like, yeah, so like, they've been, two or three years. They've been with each other for a So at this point, it's been at least, it's been at least ten years yeah. of on and off, oh, and yeah. I would say, easy five years continuous. Ten like, years there's on. no... yeah indication that there's been any, like, breaks right. in the relationship. But, like, I think what's maybe missing, <laughs> the one thing that's missing from this film, um, is that, like, we do not have a clear understanding 
of what their relationship looks like is or or their the parameters of their relationship we have no it literally jumps into that quote right like that no that is literally page one yeah like that is the start of this novel. Like we do not get a sense of like, oh, we've been together for five no, years. No, we don't know if they're like exclusive. Although it sort of implies that at least I guess Han felt like they were. I exclusive. don't know that Leia did. I don't know if they've had a conversation. I don't know if Leia knows that she was in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Leia knows that Han is her boyfriend or yeah. just things that like Han is a hookup and yeah. like it's been five months for Han. It may not have been five months. For yeah, Leia. She's, like. It's got other options. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my, okay. So, but like, we're getting into the meat of this because. Does Hans, does, okay, Hans has his own apartment on Coruscant, I we guess. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Luke specifically says it's not decorated. It's like, I, it seems like it's just there for him to sleep there, like, if he's having a fight with Leia. Does he live, do they live together? It's really unclear. Where does she live? I don't know where she lives. <laughs> uh, also, okay, so. The soldier of it all. We so <sighs> they show up. The hape shows up. He first of all, he is presented to her shirtless, <laughs> covered in a black veil. There's a veil over his face. If that is not a romance mo- novel image. I do not know what. It is. No, he is. He like should they have her? They, it's like a big public presentation. Thousands of people have gathered to watch the coming of the Hapens. Okay, so the the this is also something I wanted to at least put on the table <laughs> because we're going to be talking about Hapes a lot. Right, it comes up in other books. So the history of Hapes is older. Sort of relays this um, at dinner at dinner to Han and Leia that um, Hapes was founded by these like space pirates. Um, who would basically, like, kidnap the most beautiful women they could find. Right. Anytime they found a beautiful woman, they would kidnap her and take her to their sort of, like, stronghold. Right. Um, you know, and so centuries and centuries of, like, this. Right. And then, like, the women would have kids. Right. Right. Because the pirates, quote-unquote, married them. Yeah. Assuming. <laughs> it's not that consensual. Right. Um, and then when the kids came of age, the if they were... If they were male, right, they, the pirates would take them to go be pirates. Right. So at some point, the I think the Empire, is the Empire? Or some it's sort before, of warlords, it's pre-Empire. They get wiped out. Yeah, the, the pirates, pirates, the pirates get, got the ass kicked. Get wiped out, and the women are left on this planet, and they're like, never again. Right. Like, they will never be ruled by men. Right. This so, is never happening again. And, and they so establish they this so, like, matriarchal culture. Right. So one of the reasons I bring this up is that, like, Habians are, like, gorgeous. Like, right. they have just been... Bread for it. Bread to be the most. So, like, one question I have is who plays a soldier in the movie? <laughs> um, does the movie come out in 1994 or does it come out now? It doesn't. Either or. <laughs> I don't think either. <laughs> like, I would just like to know who we imagine a soldier looking like. But he is like, anytime someone sees a soldier, they are just like losing their mind. Anybody. Like, everyone just finds a soldier to be. He's moon and stars. He's like, gorgeous. <laughs> but he's not just gorgeous. Right. He's, he's very, very sweet. sweet. He's charismatic. He's funny. He's yeah. charming. He's considerate. Yeah, he's a super great guy. Everyone lo- everyone. Everyone loves instantly older. feels like a deep connection with his older, including, including Han. <laughs> including Luke and Han. We need to talk about Han. Luke and his older's relationship <laughs> a lot. But like, so I forgot where I was going. No, I remember. But okay. like, this is, but I mean, his older is like your, like, like, almost superhumanly gorgeous. He's, like, your, uh... He's, like, 
uh, your Thelma and Louise era Brad Pitt, yes. right? Okay. Like, yeah, hundred percent. That is perfect. You know, perfect like <laughs> yeah, like a young, the beautiful, beautiful chest, like the dreamy eyes, right. like yeah. flowing hair, the yeah. whole deal, top to bottom. Like yeah. So what what shocked me about this sort of opening introduction of a soul there is that Leia is not that surprised by this proposal. No, she's like okay, and. Even though I think we, as the audience, are meant to assume that she and Han are in a committed relationship, she immediately is, like, seriously thinking. Right, that she's probably going to go for his old. She's immediately pretty much in love with in his love older. With her. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay. This is from the, uh, the book here. Um, when... So they say, like, here's our greatest gift. Because they've been throwing jewels at her feet. Yeah, Old like women have been coming out to her riddles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, everything. <laughs> they've been throwing everything they got. And then they say, okay, two women, modestly dressed in black, with silver ringlets in their dark hair, came from the ship. A man walked between them. He wore a silver circlet that held a black veil in front of his face. And his long, blonde hair fell down around his shoulders. The man was bare-chested, except for a small silk half-cloak fastened with silver clasps, and in his muscular arms he carried a large, ornate box of ebony inlaid with silver. So he has a veil over his face and a tiny cape. Half cape. <laughs> so that's like a shrug. Yeah. Like a cape shrug. A cape lift. He brought the box and set it on the floor. He sat on his haunches, hands resting. What are haunches? <laughs> like, I don't know where the human haunch Like, is. a haunch is like your upper... Uh, or maybe it's like like the back of back the back. Okay. So like he's squatting. Okay, so that's what, okay. That. <laughs> Hands resting lightly on his knees. Yeah, he's definitely squatting. Yeah, okay. And the women pulled back his black veil. Beneath it was the most incredibly handsome man that Han had ever yeah, seen. Han, yeah. His deep set eyes were a dark blue gray, like the color of the sea on the horizon. Han is seeing this from <laughs> a balcony. <laughs> like miles away. <laughs> Uh, and promised wit, humor, and wisdom. His power, uh, all in the eyes. His powerful shoulders and firm jawline were strong. Uh, Han realized that this must be some high dignitary from the royal house of Hapes itself. The ambassador said, "From Hapes, the queen mother offers her greatest treasure. Her son is Zolder, the Shumda, whose wife shall reign as queen." So that's where we meet <laughs> Zolder. He comes out real strong. Yeah. Yeah, he is, like, the I, most beautiful man, kind, funny. Athletic. Yeah. He's just, a fierce warrior. He's, he's uh, you know, has a good heart. He's, he's honorable, loyal. Yeah, he's, um... And this is something that I, this is something I was going with as I was reading the book and struggling with this idea of genre is, like, how comfortable are the characters with the book they've been cast in? Isolder <laughs> like, knows exactly what kind of story he's in, yes, yes. and he's totally okay with it. And sometimes I feel like Han's complete insanity is that he's like still Han and doesn't understand the world he suddenly inhabits. Like I obviously he makes some very terrible decisions, but like I sort of understand his like immediate bonkers yeah you know, because like leia you know and like i under i don't the i think my issue with the big, the first couple of chapters is, is i don't think they hit hard or hit they i don't think dave Walton hits hard enough that leia is like 
I mean, we do get a very sad scene where she sort of confesses to Han, like, how much she misses Alderaan. Right. And, like, the, the culture of Alderaan. Um, and the people... And, like, this feeling of home, both right. for herself and for these people that she feels a responsibility yes, which, towards. which, like, I, I completely understand. And, like, I think her, like, love of her home and family, like, comes through. What does not come through is, like, why she feels so obligated to a soldier and, like, to the New Republic to marry a soldier. But I feel like it would work better if you had a stronger sense that what she felt was obligation. Yes. That's what I, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Is that, like, I, I, I feel that she's sad and sort of, like, sees this as, like, a potential opportunity to, like, resettle. Right. But it seems like she mostly is just genuinely in love with swept him. up by a soldier and in love of with him. Like, immediately. Yeah. And, like, like, Tear streaked face. Leia yeah. cries a lot yeah. in this book. Yeah, I mean, as like I would do. It's <laughs> like a lot happening. A lot of, but she like very quickly agrees to like go, go with him yeah. to Hapes. Not necessarily to marry him, but just to look around. But like she kind of knows in her heart that it is right. This is what's happening to marry him. And Han is and she is real quick ready to brush Han off and Han let him is, go exploding like yeah. inside his just like and outside. and outside he is just like falling to pieces you know, Leia comes off as very flaky yeah. in this book and we get her perspective some, some but yeah. like in her perspective she's almost never thinking about Han no. and I feel like that is one thing that we got a little more of at least in Lost Ones than we did here is like characters be like oh the times we've had together yeah. right like right. Hey, oh here's what it's been and, like, I have no, no idea. Right. There's no sense of, I, I mean, there's very little sense of a past. Right. And, but, and, like, that's what's missing is there should be a past. A past. Yeah. Like, she's been with him for a really long time. Right. And they've been through and for it to just, so much. For her, for it to be just sort of effortless. Like, she, she acts, and later on when they're at Dathomir and they're sort of in competition for Leia's attention, Isolder also acts. Like, yeah. Han and Leia, like, Han and Isolder met Leia at the same time. Right. Like everyone acts like this is just equal footing right. that they met at the same time, and they have an incredible shared history yes. that only Han cares about. Right? Yeah. It's it's. I don't agree with his choices, but like I do feel very very sad. It is. It is really sad for Han. Like if I were Han, I would be like heartbroken, but I don't know if I would want to. Mary Leia no, anymore. That I like, would be like, you know what? If someone sees you as that disposable, right. like you've just been taking up space until a shirtless cape wearing space yeah, prince right. came along, right. then, then like, you fine. know, then like hit the bricks. Yeah, right. Like, you can do better. Mara Jade's out there somewhere. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, she and Luke didn't have to get together. Nah. Han knew Mara Jade already. Yeah. Like, go, go that, like, there's... Or anyone else. Like, anyone, <laughs> anyone who would value you, like... Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of, like, a heartbreaking, consistent theme that reemerges throughout this book, is that, like, Han doesn't put any value on himself. Yeah. And... And I think, like, other characters make it very hard for him to do, like... Right. Because, like, this, this is mind-boggling. But, like... One of the things that we need to talk about 3PO uh, in a bigger sense because, like, the characterization of 3PO here is weird. Is weird and really, like, we've talked in the past about the sort of, like, 
droid consciousness. <laughs> and I feel like in this book, like, 3PO is a full character. Like, right, 3PO is a full character. Okay, if, since we bring it up, this is a small point. Okay. But at one moment when they're having a, like, public debate somewhere, 3PO wants to, like, get out. He's like, I want to address everyone. Yeah. And the guy who's a character from Wally, who, like, yeah, yeah, goes yeah, around yeah. his little floaty chair is like, why would we let a droid talk here? And Leia's like, well, he just sunk his political career. The droid rights lobby yeah, droid is rights not gonna not gonna stand for that. I was like, there is a droid rights lobbyist. lobby who I don't think has come up ever again. No, but like, are droids trying to get the right to vote? Like, is there a droid society? But like, is it a crime to turn off a droid? Like, what is I don't know. like? On the one hand, they have like consciousness and sentience, and on the other hand, you can turn them off oh, and like throw them yeah. in the closet. I know. I felt like I. I felt this is a world where a child can build right. and essentially enslave a living thing, just like out of spare parts. I don't know. I really felt for three PO in this. He's novel. trying so in hard in a way that I have never felt for three PO before. No. And so one of the things that he does in the beginning is he does like a whole bunch of research. Because, like, one of the sort of problem, many problems with, like, the differences between a soldier and Han, but, like, a soldier has this sort of royalty, he's, um, comes from a very powerful and wealthy family, and so Han, you know, asked her, he was like, is there anything you can do, like, yeah, to get Leia? Yeah, find a way to make Leia love, love me I mean, again. yes, everyone, that's like, find a way to make Leia love me. <laughs> it's really, like, really sad. So 3 does a whole bunch of research and finds some sort of connection between Han and the king of Corellia. Um, and so, like, throughout the novel, 3PO keeps calling Han, like, King Solo. And, like, even, like, I remember this from the novel as a kid, but, like, even as an adult, I'm like, there's no way that anyone reading this believes no. that Han is royalty. Like, and it does turn out that it's some He's sort of, like, terrorist. Yeah. One of his, like, smuggler ancestors, like... Pretended to be right, King. King. Like, it's, it's not... But, like, 3 is trying so hard. And he, like, writes a catchy song. He writes about... a song that Leia cannot get out of her head. <laughs> and when he, like, he writes a catchy song about Han, and when he, yeah. like, sings it, it actually sounds like a radio song. Like, yeah. he uses his, like, programming and speakers. Yeah, to, very like, similar, like, and he does it uh, on Endor. Where right, when he, so he the makes the, the sound yeah, effects. Yeah. And in this, he, like, makes the like, sound of, like, a full band, and he channels, like, the voice of the galaxy's most popular singer. Yeah. And has, like, a whole Chorus song of about singing. how much, how amazing Han Solo is. It's adorable, and I want that song recorded. <laughs> and, like, anyone out there. And Thribio, like... You get a sense that Rubio is like on Han's side yeah, he's in a really way that no one else for Han is in this entire book. Even Chewbacca. Chewbacca's barely a character. No. That was one of the notes I had is that like. 3 po is much more of a character than Chewbacca is, which is disappointing. Like, Chewie makes. I feel like the Chewie I know would be like, if he saw Han kidnap Leia, it would be like, what are you doing? No, like, we're just is, not going to do this. I, yeah, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, it's a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's a pretty silent, I mean, he, he, obviously we, he doesn't speak, but like. Right, but we've seen from uh, Young Jedi yeah, Academy like, that when you're writing from the perspective of a character who understands... Right. Wookiee, that there's no reason not to, like, let the Wookiee speak right. more. Right, right, But here, he really is sort of limited to the same kind of expressiveness that he has in the movies, right. even when Han is the perspective character. Yeah, and we never, we get perspective from, like, 3PO, we don't really get I don't anything think from any Chewbacca, which is Chewbacca. really disappointing. Yeah, and I think Chewie would have more to say about what was going on than... Right. It would seem in the novel. Chewie just seems like really just conflicted and uncomfortable. Yeah, which I, I would <laughs> too. It's not very uncomfortable. Chewie is just like, I'm a whole. Well, 
Well, she didn't know that Han was kidnapping Leia. No. But until they got out of hyperspace. Until know, they were in yeah. hyperspace. Just say, like, we gotta turn. Like, this is such a terrible... Like, we're not doing also, this. Well, let's wait to get to the kidnapping in a second. I want to talk about buying planets. And, like, how... <sighs> deeds to planets? Deeds to planets. And... And Han is an idiot. Because, like, if you're buying the deed to a planet in a Sabah game... For, like, over two billion credits? Like, right. It's, it's a lot of credits. It's a ton of credits. Like, why would you think that this is legitimate? A good planet? A good planet or a legitimate transaction. Right. Or, I mean, he took 3PO with him gambling. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why other than he's just intensely lonely. Um, yeah, he's real sad this whole book. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, if you could just... Like, people do more research buying houses than yeah, Han does Han buying does, a, yeah. a planet. And you, you think Han could just, like, turn to 3PO and be like, what do you know about this planet? Or, like, yeah. go get some information about this planet. Because there is information about it. The Hapes knew. Yeah, the Hapens about, knew. About Dathomir. So, like, it just, it boggled my mind that he just, like, was like, oh, yeah, this is totally legit. Like, I am well, I mean, making I a great decision. I spent the first third or half, however long it took them to get off of Coruscant. Yeah. I spent that much of the book, 100% really in my heart, believing that uh, Han and Leia were either, like, drunk or had, yeah. been, had been drugged or, like, like something was off. Yeah. Like, there's a scene when they're at dinner where Han gets all upset and he talks about, like, his tongue feeling thick in his mouth yeah. and he, like, stands up from the table and kind of stumbles. Right, and, and like, just, like, sits down again. Yeah, and I was like, oh, he's been dropped. Yeah. And then when the next uh, scene starts and it's his older being woken up in the morning by his bodyguard and she's like, oh, was your dinner well-spiced? And I'm like, she's saying that because she drugged. Yeah. She drugged the Han yeah. and Leia. She drugged Han to make him act like a doof and she drugged Leia to make her compliant. But, yeah. like, No. no. No, they're no all, one's been drugged. No, they're all making their clear-headed decisions <laughs> about their lives and their relationships. Like it is, it is pretty staggering. Like how quickly things, like emotions, occur and how quickly they dissipate. Yeah, <laughs> it gets. Okay. And, like, we already talked about how Hapes was founded, but that there's also all these moments that are sort of are nods towards their whole own potential romance novels. Right. Like, the right. founding of Hapes is, like, yes, a very, like, romance yeah. novel kind of plot. Yeah, like, the whole, like, a pirate Hapes. killing, uh, not killing, a pirate kidnapping a beautiful woman. Oh, yeah, and, like, and the soldiers, um, we find out that he had a fiancé at one point who, um... Was murdered. Was murdered. His uncle was also murdered. His, it turns out it his was, brother it was, was murdered. His mother has been doing. His mother's been just. His mother is real murderous. I recently, I've been on like a melodrama kick, and I watched Terms of Endearment recently, <gasps> and like Shirley MacLaine in my head is Tosh. Tosh, like the sort of like like an older woman who is like gorgeous and just like does not take any shit from anybody no like, <laughs> like Shirley MacLaine in terms of endearment would be a perfect Tajum Tajum um, mother of Brad Pitt yeah. <laughs> mother of Brad Pitt perfect like no I would 100% buy that casting casting um so like all of that like background is also like very romance novel very sort of like right you know this yeah I have Alice intrigue kind of right you no one to trust yeah and I mean the the Dathomir setting is also very yes, a different kind of romance film. But they're also but they they have a shared like both 
erotic fascination with and fear of powerful women. Like, yeah. that is a thread that goes through yes. this whole this whole thing. And in some ways, I feel like Leia is made sort of ridiculous and indecisive. Yeah. She's sort of, like, defanged yes. here. Like, she doesn't fit in with either I camp of, like, yeah. terrifying women. Yeah. Um, which, like, I don't know what to think about that. In yeah, like, I mean, there's, like, a whole conversation that... Isolder, Han, Luke, Leia, and Tenenny all have on Dathomir about, like, power and, like... Right. Isolder is really, like, eugenicist in yeah, that conversation. It's, it's yeah. real uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, like, not... not <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, like the way that it's written, Leia sort of seems, like... Like, everyone's sort of dismissive of her... Right. Like, ideas and... Which are, like... Her ideas are sort of, like, democracy. Yeah, democracy, yeah. And, like, and and everyone... Like, everyone is sort of... Like, not even just a soldier, but everyone's... It's sort of, like, like that's challenging dumb. Her. Yeah, and so, like... I, I, I feel... I feel like this was trying to be made a theme throughout that maybe doesn't quite find a place... Right. ...for everyone. Well, and at the very end, Tachum says that she's opposed to Leia because Leia is a pacifist. Right. Which seems like a really unfair description of Leia. I mean, not in this book. I kind of get it in this book. Right. But I've met Leia before in some movies, and she was not a pacifist. Yeah. She was pretty intense. Yeah. She was kind of quick to violence. Yeah. In a way that I respect and love. But, like... (laughs) She was, like, grabbing guns yeah, and shooting people. Blaster, yeah. She is the most accurate shot in the original trilogy. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I don't... Maybe Natasha didn't do her research. <laughs> Maybe. or But, I mean, I feel like Leia's, like... I feel like Leia's dialogue is accurate to Leia in the movie yeah. in a lot of ways, especially when she's not emotional. But I don't feel like Leia's, like... Actions. Actions yeah. or her emotional arc... Or something's wrong with her. Yeah. Like... Yeah, she's a little... Just bananas yeah. here, and I mean, like Han is bananas, but everyone is like, oh, like telling him right. that he's being crazy. No one is telling Leia, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like, you've been telling this man that you love him for ten years, and you see like a sexy guy once, right. and that's and just that's it. it. And but like people are sort of accepting. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, of course, of it. And even Luke, even Han, some kind of like relationship therapist, like <laughs> Leia, like. Calls Luke on this, like, remote planet that he's on. And, right. And she's like, I need your advice. Yeah. And he's I like, know. I'm coming. Like, right. I'll, I'll be there in a second. I'll be, I'm coming. Okay. All right. So we still have not made it off Coruscant, which is good, because yeah. I have more things to say about what happens on Coruscant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really developed the theory throughout this book that Han and his older were actually in love yeah. with each other. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, yeah. Sort they of, definitely develop a... Yeah, I've got another very strong here. Han looked at his older's gray eyes with the golden hair cascading down his shoulders <laughs> and the strong, handsome face, and he could not see how Leia could resist such a man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like everyone is like, yep, like of course. He's so he's so beautiful. He's so incredibly gorgeous. Um, the scene where Han goes gambling, and this is like something that comes up a lot throughout the book is like the incredible attention to detail yes. and the mechanics of how this world like works. Mm-hmm. How does it function? Like I give Dave Wolverton a lot of credit for having really like, he, I think sat down and figured out like all the rules yeah. of Sabek and like different variations of Sabek and like what's a winning hand in Sabek. And right. he did it and other points too, like information about the spaceships and about like the climate on Dathomir. Yeah. And yeah about, and, like, like the description of, 
the alien creatures and like right. the creatures on Dathomir, this like lizard. Yeah. Which is like everything felt very like fleshed out and like Right, there were like world almost I, like encyclopedic scenes yeah. that are just sort of like explaining Plain, how yeah. elements work. Which was I mean, I sometimes skimmed them, but I was still impressed. Yeah. Oh, computers can be gossips before we leave. <laughs> There's, like, a point where he was trying to find information about Holland's background, and he's like, oh, these droids are, like, super, like... Yeah, chatty. They'll chatty. tell you They'll anything. Tell you anything. Yeah. Um, why is everything on Coruscant so, like, old and crappy? I don't know. Yeah, Coruscant really does seem to be falling apart. Yeah, it's, like, real run down. Like, like, go on and on about how old everything is. Like, all the, like, old rusty droids and, like, all, like yeah. places that haven't that have been, like, buried by other buildings for, like, thousands of years. Yeah, I think they're just, like... Instead of fixing anything, they just keep building. Which it's like building up. I guess again, sort of like the fantasy setting, but it's strange that in this like world that seems so it's a like a technological world, but one that does not have innovation. Right. Like right. The, it doesn't really change. Right. Like Tatum is still flying on the same spaceship that her family has been using for like right. four thousand yeah, years or something like, like that. Like like there's evolution. no no like progress. There's no like, oh I got the new, you know, anything. Right. Everything is like super <laughs> Old and cruddy. Um, oh, Luke can watch the news. Yeah. He watches the news <laughs> on his, like, where he's, like, stationed. And it's, like, talking about, like, Han and Leia and, like, yeah. it's older. So this is, again, things. going back to this idea of, like, celebrity and, like, media, in the Star yeah. Wars universe and media in the Star Wars universe, which we get a stronger idea of here than here, previously yeah. since Luke is watching the news and there are, uh, there's a popular singer, and... Yeah, like, there is some kind of culture. Right. Galactic culture. Right, so, okay. Why does Han think Dothamir's a vacation spot? <laughs> he sort of, like, keeps thinking, like, oh, we'll just, like, go away for a week. To Dathomir. I... What is his thought pro- process and all of this? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you want to kidnap Leia... Take her to like someplace nice. Nice, but I guess he's thinking like own it. But not only is it not a vacation spot, he has to fly through Warlord Zinges like blockade to get to the planet. So not only did he kidnap Leia, taking her somewhere real dangerous, very dangerous. Where like, and they immediately are under Imperial fire and crashing. Um, It's it's it's, okay. Terrible. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like we've satisfactorily covered. Yeah. Han and Leia, Leia, and we get up to the point where Han is like, I got you this planet, and Leia's like, it's a bad planet, yeah, see you like around. Yeah, <laughs> like openly, just like, oh, you tried your best, yeah. that's cute, yeah. I'm gonna go be with the sexy guy yeah. <laughs> And then he shoots her with the mind control gun, right. and, and marches her, her off. Okay, so this is the end of part one of yeah. this conversation, but it's going to continue. Yeah, we're not done. So join in next week for part Part two, two, Courtship of Princess Princess Leia. Leia.